Welcome to Hope Matters Radio, hosted by your local real estate and finance expert, James Hope. Each week at this time, you'll understand what's really going on in the local real estate market. Whether you need to sell your home for top dollar, refinance, remodel, save money to retire comfortably, or even buy a bargain property in your local area, James Hope has assembled a team of the area's brightest stars in real estate, finance, credit, law, taxes, and home improvement, so you know the whys and how-tos, and will always be one step ahead of everyone else. It's your opportunity to explore the financial concierge model. So let's get started. Here's your host, local real estate and finance expert, James Hope. Welcome to Hope Matters Radio. I'm James Hope, the Mortgage Guy. Another power-packed hour for you to share with us. It's important when we look at your real estate that we figure out how does your portfolio want to own real estate? How should it own real estate? Should it own real estate at all? And how do we complement the other components that are there? It's by using the financial concierge model. It's by coordinating all of the details, all the assets, and more importantly, all the professionals that give us the opportunity to succeed in life. This morning, we'll be speaking with Amy Shea of Keller Williams. She's one of our real estate advocates for the show as we discuss fix or flip or buy and hold. So Amy, we got a great lineup of guests. Who are we gonna start off with today? We sure do. We have three guests with us today. We have Dino Durazio from Keller Williams Real Estate, uh, my office in Bluebell. Dino, tell us a little bit about yourself. I actually started out as an investor. Uh, bought my first property at 21. Thought it was an incredible way to make money short and long term. And then naturally uh, got a real estate license shortly after and continued to grow a team. Yeah, so now you not only buy your own real estate, but you're selling real estate to other people. Absolutely, well. yes. Yeah. yeah, well, thanks for joining us. We also have Simon Eastmuir of Eastmuir Custom Builders. Good morning, Simon. Hey, Amy, how you doing? Um, so you are a builder. Yep. You go in, you build houses from the ground up, but you also renovate houses. Yeah, we do a range of things. We do everything from new construction to renovations. Uh, we do remodeling and also renovations, well, right. you know. And we'll talk a little later, you actually go and invest yourself. Correct. So you can yep. give us some advice on when it's a good idea or not. And finally, Greg Landis, a CPA and from Foresight Business Solutions. Welcome, Greg. Thanks, Amy. Thanks for having us. Yeah. You're going to talk to us today a little bit about the tax ramifications sure. about investing or buying real estate. Yeah. I mean, our, in our firm, we're a, a typical small, small CPA firm um, in Conshohocken. And really, we work, focus on working with, with businesses and business owners, um, which, which includes you know, both uh, you know, people involved in real estate from a residential standpoint, rentals, uh, commercial, as well as people that are involved in um, you know, contractors building, buying, flipping. There's a lot of things to think about and coordinate when it comes to what's the tax consequence of what I'm doing. Right. Well, that's what I was going to say. What, let, me, let me start by saying what is the biggest mistake or the biggest um, thing that, uh, that the average person may not know about buying real estate as an investment? Sure. I mean, I think you know, the big thing to understand is, you know, from an investment standpoint, is understanding how, how it's going to be taxed. Um, and when you buy a you know, property as an investment, it's, it's, it's basically a capital asset, right? Which means subject to capital gains rates, right? But the amount of time that you hold that property can really have big impact on you know, your tax implications, right? So if you hold it for more than a year, you get preferential capital gains treatment, you know, which can be as low as 0%, typically it's 15%, or at the highest 20%, whereas if you're selling it in less than a year, it's gonna be subject to ordinary income. So it's really important to understand that. And then, you know, on the other hand, if you're you know, gonna hold it for rental, it's a whole, it's a passive income activity and subject to a whole other set of rules. Yeah. You're listening to Hope Matters Radio. As we hit the topic of fix and flip or buy and hold, we have three great people lined up, experts in their fields, to help us make that decision. Here's the thing that you need to do when you're interested, maybe you have real estate, maybe you're looking to start your portfolio, you want to call 855-775-HOPE. That's 855-775-4673. Or go to Hope Matters Radio to learn more about today's guests and our expert contributors and advocates. All their bio, background, and information is posted for you. So, Dino, as we look at investing in real estate and this fix or flip, buy and hold, what are the fundamentals? It really comes down to money, I think, to start. Money is extremely important. Um, what I always, uh, the first question I always answer is, what is the game plan? What's the goal that the person is trying to achieve? Is this a long-term goal, short-term? Uh, do you want to make money now? Do you want to make money down the road? Um, real estate, to me, has been the most tried and true program. 
Um, I've lost quite a bit of money in stocks. To me, I feel like, in my opinion, I'm always uh, benefiting or losing on something that I can't control. Real estate tends to put me more in a driver's seat. I can feel it, I can touch it, it's bricks. Um, so that's where I think the first thing that needs to be answered is exactly what are you looking to get out of this when, when getting started. So assembling a team for evaluation is probably numero uno on the list of what should or shouldn't we do. It's not go out and look at houses and then figure it out later. Exactly right. Who is going to manage this property, these properties? How big do you want to grow? Um, what are you looking to get as a return on investment? Um, and, and what's a realistic expectation as to what we can achieve based on income and qualifications to acquire a property? Okay, so as we look at the basis of the Home Matters Radio Show under the financial concierge light, we have the real estate agent that would be very important. We have the financier, be it the mortgage or the financial expert in the background if we're gonna leverage actual cash or uh, liquidity that we may have in our portfolio. Mm -hmm. We're gonna need the contracting element of what are we buying? How are we going to handle renovations? We go straight through to the accountant uh, or the CPA to make sure that at tax time, we don't take a brutal beating as so many people do. There's a multitude of other professions that along the way we may employ, uh, but it starts with the fundamentals first. So Amy, as we dig into it, uh, we have to figure out where our cost basis is. Absolutely, and I think Simon can help us there. Um, you know, I think, Simon, and correct me if I'm wrong, that um, all of the reality shows that are out there that people see that almost glamorizes the process of buying a home for investment, flipping it, always making a profit. What do you see when somebody comes to you that's just bought an investment property? What do you say to them to get them into reality and off of reality shows? Yeah, well, you're right. The reality shows glorify it and they make it sound so easy. Um, the biggest problem that I've come across, especially with clients that are looking to fit, flip in homes, is uh, organization. And if they've got things planned, it can go smoothly. Mm -hmm. But then there's the unforeseen damage. Usually you, buy, you purchase a home and usually they're looking at purchasing something at a you know, low cost rate. Mm -hmm. And generally there's a lot of problems with that, you know, the unforeseen damage. And that's probably the biggest problem that they have when they come across it. There's, you know, they open walls up and they find, you know, things that need to be repaired that they haven't budgeted for. And then after a while it becomes, um, it eats into their profit and their time. And time is the key because the longer you hold it, the longer carrying costs. Um, you know, if you're looking to flip a home, you want to get it get it fixed and get rid of it. And Dina, yeah. on this topic, you being the real estate agent, going and finding your own portfolio pieces, you don't actually go in and do the physical or the manual labor to bring these properties up to spec. So you have an additional cost, whereas Simon, he finds his property, he actually goes in and does the work. How do you determine, you know, from that perspective, where you can absorb additional costs or need to alleviate them? And, and that's a great question. Um, as Simon can attest to it, my most important function in the whole transaction is to purchase the property correctly. So to me, I make the return, I make mostly on the purchase side. Okay, um, buying, so buying it, right. it right, you can never lose. So uh, I definitely have to build in more cost because I am hiring a contractor for everything that I do. Uh, whereas some other people have an advantageous situation where they can get away with that. I have to build that in prior to purchasing the property and making sure I don't lose. You're listening to Hope Matters Radio. We're here discussing fix or flip or buy and hold when it comes to our investment real estate. Possibly the house that you live in right now could become the start of your real estate portfolio. How do we determine that? It's by starting with a phone call to 855-775-HOPE. That's 855 775 Four six seven three. We'll discuss where you are, where you want to be, and the appropriate steps to get you from point A to point B. When we come back in just a minute, we'll hear this week's real-time real estate report from the Marie Gordon and Sarah Moyer Realty Group, and we'll continue our discussion with Dino Durazio, with Simon Eastmuir, and Greg Landis. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hope Matters Radio is brought to you by the Real Estate Radio Network. Visit hopemattersradio.com for more information. 
That's hopemattersradio.com. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Paul Augustine, associate broker with the Paul Augustine team at Keller Williams Real Estate. We're a full-service real estate firm based out of Horsham, Pennsylvania. Since 2004, we've been serving Bucks and Montgomery counties, and I'm proud to say that our clients consider us the best in the business. At the Paul Augustine team, we pride ourselves on finding out what your needs and goals are. From there, we'll advise you as to your options and guide you through the process, educating you each step of the way so that you're well-informed and empowered to make the right move. Check out our website, theaugustineteam.com, for more great info, or get in touch with me at 215-784-5272. That's 215-784-5272. Find your way home with the Paul Augustine Team. Inaccuracy, uncertainty, and fraud. If you're a loan officer, realtor, or attorney, those are unacceptable conditions that result when something falls through the cracks. You know how important it is to have the right people on your team. That's why top professionals in the housing market count on Harvard Abstract when they need thorough and accurate title searches. Every detail from mortgages to judgments are uncovered. Servicing the tri-state area since 2002, the professionals at Harvard Abstract pride themselves on customer service, including fast and accurate turnarounds and anytime closings. Harvard Abstract services include title insurance, searches, conveyancing, preparation of closing costs with lender, charges for residential and commercial refis and purchases, as well as reverse mortgages, assistance with 1031 exchanges also available. Put Harvard Abstract on your team. Call Harvard Abstract today at 215-442-7840. That's 215-442-7840. Hope Matters Radio of the Real Estate Radio Network of the Greater Delaware Valley is hosted by local real estate and finance expert, James Hope. The purpose of the show is to help consumers understand what's really going on in the local real estate market. We're teaching you the why and how to, so you'll always be one step ahead of everyone else. Whether you need to sell your home for top dollar, refinance and save money, or even buy a bargain in the Philly area, James Hope can help. Call James directly at 855 Hope. That's 855-775-4673. Take advantage of speaking with James anytime you're entering a real estate transaction. Having someone that can answer all of your questions and that truly cares about you and your family's best interest is priceless. Call James Hope today and you'll be glad you did. 855-775-HOPE. That's 855-775-4673. Or visit HopeMattersRadio.com. That's HopeMattersRadio.com. For more info. You know what I love about this real estate business? My clients. He found a great spot for us. We love this house. I'm Mr. Northeast Joe Cunningham from Remax Eastern. I was born and raised in Northeast Philly. My kids are growing up here. This community is unbelievable. It's just that perfect neighborhood that, you know, you're not going to find anywhere else. Visit JoeCSells.com to learn more. You're not only getting a realtor, you're getting a good friend out of it, too. Or call Joe at 215-961-6011. Now back to the Hope Matters radio show with financial expert James Hope. Each week at this time, it's real-time real estate. Whether you are active in the market or will be soon, Your success when buying, selling, or investing in real estate is dependent on staying ahead of the market. Making the informed decision in an ever-changing market can be done with the help of the Delaware Valley's top real estate professionals who are part of the Hope Matters Radio team. Now, here's Marie and Sarah from the Marie Gordon and Sarah Moyer Realty Group. The question everybody has at this time of year is, What's happening in the market? Should I take my house off if it's already on? Should I consider putting my house on the market right now or wait till spring? Sarah, what do you think? Well, the holiday season poses some challenges, of course. But I think first and foremost, what people should know is that this time of year during the holiday season, there's a lot less competition. So if you're thinking of waiting for the spring market, you'll just have that much more competitors to deal with. So I think listing now is a great idea simply because there's less houses to look at. There's also relocation buyers that are coming in. So buyers are a little bit more motivated at this time. Some of them have been looking for months and a new listing or a reduced price might all of a sudden be very, very attractive to them. And maybe they've let down some of their criteria. Maybe they've realized they're not gonna get 
a million dollar home for 500,000. So um, they you might be a little more realistic. You know what I learned recently too, and I never thought about it before, but sometimes people like to be in a new home by the end of the year so that they can take advantage of the tax write-off the following year. Good point, good point. So you've got job changes and taxes, and plus your house shows really well at this time of year. Usually, it depends. Yeah. My husband likes to put a blow-up <laughs> snowman in my yard, oh, okay. so minus that. <laughs> but you think about all the cleaning you probably did before Thanksgiving, so that's, you should take advantage of your efforts. Yeah, that, that would definitely make sense. And speaking of holidays, Change your photographs. If you have a house on the market now or if you're listing one, you should have fall photos out now. You should change them to winter photos. When it snows, you should have a picture of your home with snow so it always looks fresh. And every time that there's a new picture being taken, it goes back out to the potential buyers. So they're gonna see your house again and again. It's always a good thing. And you would always wanna do that no matter what time of year you, you were wanting to sell. The other thing too is, is you know, all this being said, you also have to make sure that the house is priced correctly. And where that will come from is from a really good listing agent. Right. Someone who's following the market and knows the number of buyers that actually are looking in your price range right now and your competition because you want to be the shiny penny. Buyers are motivated to purchase when they see value. And you want to look like the best value out there because either you're helping to sell their home or they're helping to sell yours. So, never a bad time to sell. Holidays, especially inviting. Thank you from Marie Gordon and Sarah Moyer. Thanks, Marie and Sarah. It's so important that we mind the details of our real estate to make sure that we get it right, that we're actually planning. When you have questions, if you'd like to meet Marie and Sarah, or maybe it's one of the other expert real estate advocates that's part of the Real Estate Radio Network, call 855-775-HOPE. That's 855 855- 775-4673 and I'll make the personal introduction. So Amy Shea, as we get back to this whole fix or flip, buy and hold, what's important to understand? Well, I think Dino made a good point uh, just before the last break that for Dino as a realtor, when he's buying a property, he has to build into his cost the idea that you have to hire contractors to do all the work. Um, Simon, on the other hand, you're in a different situation. When you're looking to purchase uh, an investment property, you're looking at it saying, I can do this, this, and this. So when you walk into a property, what tells you, yes, this is a good investment, or no, I'm moving on to the next one? Well, the first thing is the cost. Um, when When I basically go into a property to look at it, I'm looking at how I can turn it around quickly and what I have to do to get it sold. Um, If it's, you know, like if the kitchen's half decent, kitchen bathrooms are the key because they're the most most money. And I also too look at, uh, you know, structural damage, um, the roof, you know, things that are going to cost money. Uh, My goal is to get in there and get out pretty much. But, you know, I also, you know, you brought the topic up of uh, the, contractors fees you know on the reverse I have realtors fees that I have to sell and buy properties through too so you know there's that expense that comes into it as well right right but when you see a property um, and you walk in you say this is worthwhile are you talking you know you'll you're willing to redo a bathroom you're willing to redo a kitchen yeah my, my thing is is to get it sold and what's appealing and they're the two things that appeal to buyers, you know, someone that's come in there that do- doesn't have to do any work in the future. Right. They're pretty much buying a home, they're going to live there, and they're going to stay there. Right. Now, that, that's when you're, you want to flip a home. You want to buy yep. a home, you want to yep. renovate it, you want to sell it. Yep. Dino, you often look at houses more as uh, income on the property itself. Mm-hmm. So when you approach a house from that perspective, what is it you're looking for? Yeah, so there's different schools of thought that I get questions on. For me, being 33 years old, I consider that to be on the younger side of investing. So I can carry a property 30, 40 years and get it to the point where it's paid off, and I call it guaranteed to get rich slowly. Okay, Um, run the marathon, (laughs) not the sprint. Exactly, Uh, because real estate is tried and true over long term. Um, and that's the one thing I stress to everybody. If you get into this and a year from now you're just not interested, you can take a loss. Um, 
there are some investors that would like to make money now um, in an area that maybe is less expensive to acquire with, with good rents. You might not make good money over the 20 years in appreciation, but you're going to be making a lot more money up front. A more expensive area, it's going to lower your rate of return, uh, but you have a quality property value that's going to continue to go up um, as long as things stay constant. Right. So yeah. there's a speculative aspect to, in theory, both sides of the coin, Absolutely. low and slow or big and bad right from the get-go. Mm -hmm. uh, Greg, it's important that anybody considering either solution, fix and flip, buy and hold, they're consulting their CPA and their tax planner. Sure. Sure. It's not about what we earn, it's about really what we keep. And you're the instrumental component that says at the end of the year, <laughs> what you've done is either naughty or, or not. Right. And it's... Uh, where do you engage the prospective real estate investor uh, to help them better understand what happens today will impact yeah. us tomorrow? Yeah, I mean, ideally, the sooner the better, you know, at the point where they're, even when they're looking at a property and saying, is it something I want to buy and hold or is it something I want to buy and flip? Because there's tax implications to both those things. Um, and, you know, as you know, Simon talks about, you know, uh, fix it up as fast as you can and flip it, you know, to limit your carrying costs, you know, there's a greater tax consequence to, to doing that in terms of, you know, short, short term capital gains or ordinary income versus, you know, if you hold it one year and one day, all of a sudden it's a much more advantageous uh, tax rate. Um, and then, you know, more from, you know, the rental standpoint, um, <clears throat> you know, oftentimes when you, you buy a rental property, you're able to deduct your depreciation, which a lot of times can, can give you a, you know, a, a tax loss, you know, on your, on your tax return, where you might you know, be cash flow positive, but you're able to deduct those losses, um, you know, over time. So a rental portfolio can kind of, um, you know, produce you know, some tax tax offsets you know, for you potentially. And Greg, as we look at this, we also have to take into consideration what's our day job. Mm -hmm. How are these properties being sure. held or purchased? Are they in personal names? Are they in entities? What are the tax consequences? Because somebody that's earning, say, 175000 or more is going to treat all of these dynamics very differently than somebody who uh, is earning less. Uh, so. It's not all the same for everybody. No, I mean, there's there's definitely different different treatments depending on where your in, in your example the, your other income comes into play. Um, you know, for example, from the from the rental side, when you're holding a rental property, we talked a second ago about being able to deduct some of those losses. When your income gets above a hundred thousand, your ability to deduct those losses starts to get limited. Um, so, for example, once you get over one hundred and fifty thousand dollars of of adjusted gross income. You're really not able to deduct any of those losses until you have income to offset it, until you have other rental income or passive income to offset it. And I don't think people realize that. You know, so you could, you know, if you're a high income earner, and you buy rental properties and you have all these losses on them, you could end up just having suspended losses for, for years until you're able to actually use those. And sometimes people, people don't realize that. So this almost starts with the end in mind of estate and trust planning, working backwards through entity formation. Because once we get all this stuff, how do we keep as the maximum cash flow? How do we limit our tax liability? And then how do we pass the wealth generationally? And there's a component of how do we take it apart? Uh, at some point in time, we're going to pass away. Our children, our wife, our significant other may not want the real estate. They may want the money mm -hmm. uh, to go into different endeavors of, of what their life, uh, I guess, direction. Sure. So, from a tax planning standpoint, what would be the top three things that you would suggest somebody does before they jump into real estate or maybe they've started real estate and didn't do planning? What would you say they should do right now? Um, I think, you know, one of the fundamental things, you know, that from a, from a tax standpoint is, is really being able to keep track of your costs, right? So whether you're, you know, buying and renting or buying and flipping, you know, it's being really keeping track of your costs. So everything from, you know, what you pay your realtor to all the money you put into it to, you know, you're carrying costs from a mortgage perspective to, you know, the utilities while you're getting it ready and you're rehabbing it, really keeping track of that and really having it segregated so that you have, you know, a good handle on what your cost basis is, right? Because ultimately at some point, whether it's you or whether it's, you know, you're, you're passing on to someone, that property's going to get sold at some point. So being able to have that cost basis as high as you can is going to limit your ultimate gain on that. Um, so that's the first thing is really to have, you start, start from the beginning. When you start two years in and you're trying to go back Don't and do all that. Don't funds and yeah, keep each it makes property it, clean. You know, a lot yeah. of times, and a lot of times that's what happens. I mean, we come across a lot of clients that, you know, three years ago they started with one rental property. Now they've got 10 and it's, you got to kind of go back and recreate that. And, you know, anytime you do that, it's harder and, you know, things are bound to get missed. And everything's so. going into their personal bank account and they can't tell if they're coming or going. <laughs> right. But the that's IRS right. will figure it that's out right. when you get audited. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's first and foremost is just kind of, 
plan from the beginning. Okay, and what would you say, uh, quick number three, what would that be? Yeah, overall, I guess it would be um, just communicate with your CPA on a regular basis. Um, you know, for example, we had a client recently, father-son combo, where the father was gonna try to pass you know, part of the property onto his son, didn't realize that creates related party issues. So it creates a whole other slew of issues where what might have been a capital gain is now ordinary income. Sure. And they almost did that without consulting, so consult whenever you're about to do a transaction. The moral of the story is plan, plan, plan. How do you start the planning process? It's by calling 855-775-HOPE. That's 855-775-4673. We'll discuss what your grand aspirations are, maybe what you've already done, and what we can do to help you backtrack to get your ducks in a row, to keep Uncle Sam off of your back, and the ability for you to keep as much of your hard-earned cash as possible. It's about keeping your money and getting it to work for you. When we return in just a minute, the estate planning attorney, Ron Fensemacher, will share this week's word on wealth. It all is generational. How do we keep it? How do we pass it on? We have a great lineup as we have Greg Landis. He's a CPA and the owner of Foresight Business Solutions with us today. We have Simon Eastmere of Eastmere Custom Builders and Dino Durazio, who's a licensed realtor and an investor himself. Don't go away, we'll be right back. Hope Matters Radio is brought to you by the Real Estate Radio Network. Visit HopeMattersRadio.com for more information. That's HopeMattersRadio.com. We'll be right back. Now back to the Hope Matters Radio Show with financial expert James Hope. When it comes to your money, it's important to keep a watchful eye and ear on what's going on in the markets and around the world. Each week at this time, Hope Matters Radio brings you Word on Wealth. Helpful tips for you to grow, protect, and plan for your financial future. If you can't confidently say your current plan is a 10, this is for you. Now, here's estate planning attorney, Ron Fenstermacher, of the law office of Ronald W. Fenstermacher, Jr. Last time, I spoke to you about the continued value of trust as part of an estate plan, despite the increase in the federal estate tax exemption amount. This week, I'm going to discuss further ways in which trust may be used. To recap, the IRS recently announced that the federal estate tax exemption amount for people dying in 2015 will be $5,430,000. So, for most people, trust will not be needed to help save death taxes, particularly when you consider that this exemption amount means that married couples can pass nearly $11 million to their children estate tax-free. But there remain many circumstances under which trust may be appropriate. If you're charitably inclined, you may wish to provide income to your spouse or your children, but ultimately provide for a remainder gift to charity. This can be done through a charitable remainder trust. The beneficiary will receive income from the trust for life or for a term of years. When the beneficiary dies or at the end of the trust term, the trust will terminate and the principal will be distributed to the charity. Your estate will be able to deduct the value of the charity's interest for estate or inheritance tax purposes. You can also create a charitable remainder trust for yourself during your lifetime. In that case, you'll receive the income for life and on your death, the trust will terminate and the principal will be distributed to a charity or charities of your choice. You'll be entitled to a charitable income tax deduction based on the present value of the remainder interest going to charity. So, you'll get an income stream for life and a tax deduction, and you'll help out your favorite charity. Trust can also be used to protect a child's interest from claims by an ex-spouse. An outright gift or bequest itself may not become marital property, but the growth in the value could. Your child could also commingle his or her inherited assets with those of the spouse, which would make those assets marital property. If a gift or bequest is made in trust instead, and the child has no right to demand principal, none of the principal should become marital property, even if the trustee has discretion to distribute it, provided the child's not the trustee. A trust can also be used to protect a beneficiary from predators. Various people prey on others. Retaining assets in trust and out of the beneficiary's control can limit the damage such people can do. A trustee can be there to watch over the assets and look out for the beneficiary's interests. Another use of trust is to avoid probate fees. Transferring out-of-state real estate to a living trust will avoid ancillary probate in that other state. This is done frequently with houses at the Jersey Shore, Florida, or any other resort area. It doesn't save any taxes that may be payable to the other state, but it does save probate and attorney's fees at your death. You're the beneficiary of the trust during your lifetime. You can also serve as trustee, thereby retaining control of the property. You can sell the property and buy a new one. You can rent it. You can simply use it, just as you could do if the property were owned outright. If you have a disabled child, a special needs trust may be appropriate. Such trusts provide for the beneficiary's supplemental needs, but are not required to be depleted for the beneficiary to receive, or continue to receive, government benefits. 
These are just some of the many continuing uses of trust in estate planning. As I said last time, this is a complicated subject. Many of these types of trusts have strict requirements for them to work as intended. If you're interested in seeing if a trust would be appropriate for you, you really must consult an attorney. Thanks a lot, Ron. When you have questions about your estate planning, the most important thing you can do, pick up the phone, make a phone call, ask the questions before you compromise a boatload of your hard-earned cash and the wealth that you'd like to pass on. Call 855-775-HOPE. That's 855-775-4673. And I'll make the personal introduction to Ron, our estate planning attorney. As we get back to the question of should we fix and flip, should we buy and hold, Amy Shea and I are discussing with the gentleman here in studio with us what the intricacies are. How do they start the planning model? Amy, I, there's so much that we could cover. What's the next question we should hit on? Simon and Dino, you both have fairly extensive experience um, in this realm. Simon, you've been a general contractor for 40, 45 years all told. Yeah. And Dino, you've been selling real estate or buying real estate since you were 21. Um, you've got to have some more stories. Oh, you sure. cannot have done it all perfectly all the time. Dino, you said you bought your first property at 21. Sure. At 21, uh, I was very lucky to get out of a situation where I had sold a property right at the height of the market. So timing is a big issue. Um, I can't tell you how many builders I've seen go completely under, how many investors I've seen lose hundreds of thousands of dollars simply for not communicating and thinking the market's going to continue to ramp up 15 to 20% every year like we had done from 2000 to 2006 and to not really look at the details as closely with a contractor as to what it would cost to get this product back on the market. And things turn around and very quickly and one thing compounds to another and it has now become a major loss. So it's very important to really see which way the market's going and consult with qualified people to make sure you're making the right decision. Mm -hmm. So when you're looking to buy or sell, you're consulting all the people in the middle. Absolutely. Uh, and Simon, on that notion, I mean, same thing. You don't just drive around, see a sign on the yeah, wall, and go make no. an offer. You're bringing uh, your realtor in. Well, I mean, you know, I, I ran into a huge problem before the bubble burst. You know, I was building a multi-million dollar property as a spec home. And, you know, houses were selling. And then at the time, you know, the bubble burst and I was held and I put too much money into the property. And, you know, it took a lot to get over it, but it's, it's timing and planning, you know, and that's right. within consulting realtors. You know, at the time we thought it would be, you know, a, a great investment to start mm -hmm. and to do, and it proved that it, it wasn't, you know. It was, uh, we held on to the property for far too long and we were overpriced. We, we couldn't sell it for what we wanted. So, I mean, we took a huge loss on it. But you know that's just one of them things. You live and learn, and it's all—it's—it's it's educational. Like you know, that was only uh, you know eight years ago, and I've been in the industry for a long time. So mm -hmm. you, you're still learning the whole way through. Absolutely. You know? Well, I think you know one of the things that realtors say all the time: no two transactions are ever alike. Yeah. There is always something yeah. that you think, "Whew." I got to add this to my book when I write yeah. it. Um, but Dino, I'm curious, um, when you're looking to buy an investment property or you're advising a client who's looking to buy an investment property, are you looking at location primarily? Are you looking at condition of the property? I mean, what, what are the things that you advise people to look at? Sure. Both great points. Uh, location really determines what type of investment you're going to be making. Um, like, like we had said earlier. Um, if you're if you're going to be buying in a real marquee, expensive price per square foot area, it's going to really reduce your rate of return because it's going to be that much more expensive to acquire. Um, so that mixed in with the right plan is key, absolutely key, especially when you're purchasing your first property. Mm -hmm. As you continue on, they can tend to become like shoes. You <laughs> you, you can get them uh, and and do different things on the mortgage end. Um, to acquire more and leverage and continue to build your portfolio, but starting out on the right foot is, is paramount. Yeah. But what would you say to that, Simon? Do you um, look for location or do you look I, for the I, condition yeah. of the property? And, 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 you know, a whole lot of things come into play. Right. But, you know, like to me, buying a house on a main street, you just, I just don't do it, mm -hmm. you know, because it's location. No one wants to live on a main street, you know, people do, but 
for resale value, it's not appealing. Um, also, too, it's, you know, what if you talk and you deal with realtors a lot, you know what's hot and what's not. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there, there are areas that uh, are down that are, that are coming up. And, you know, you, if you become aware of them, you can get in and get something at a reasonable price. And whether or not you're going to hold it or sell it, like, you know, there's areas that uh, will work for rentals, you know, because at mm -hmm. location yep. and it's a young area, you know, or it's around a college. It, mm -hmm. it all depends on where it's at. So it sounds like you want to make sure you're playing in your own backyard. You know the environment. Your realtor knows it. You're controlling as many variables as you can for stability of, of what the outcome will be at the end of the day. Uh, and some properties may start out that the intention is to fix and flip them, but you determine, hey, this is a great one to hold on to, and some go the opposite way. It's continuing to evaluate, 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 and ultimately, Greg, when it comes back to tax time, not to say you have to clean up the mess, but you have to account for sure. what the right decisions are along the way. Yeah, and, and to that point of, you know, sometimes you'll buy a property with the intent of renting it, and because of where the market is, you end up you know, you know, selling it rather than holding on to it. And there's a whole set of issues around that, you know, whether you're a, you know, what the IRS will call a dealer. Um, so if you're a dealer, the IRS is basically looking at that as, hey, you're in the business of buying and flipping properties. Right versus being a, a passive investor. So when you're in the business of buying and flipping properties, you know potentially subject to self-employment tax, ordinary income, versus that capital gains uh, treatment. And it's really something that I think you know people just really need to be aware of. Um, you know, so again, it goes back to you know getting good advice early on because you know, there's different things the IRS looks at when they make that determination, and there's things you can do as a as a potential investor to you know structure it one way or the other or to you know, have more heavily weighted one way or the other when the IRS would come to look at that. And it also comes down to the real estate agent actually preparing the contractual obligations, the agreement of sales to stipulate all those details. It comes back to how do you finance it? How's that money leveraged? Sure. Where did it come from? What's potentially the lost opportunity cost? <laughs> uh, we had Stephen Lloyd on a previous show and he talked about raising private capital yeah, that cuts a lot of strings, but yeah, you're probably paying a little bit more in interest. Mm -hmm. uh, when we go to permanent financing, can you get financing? Can you or the entity that you formed obtain the financing to move that property into a stronger cash flow? There's so many variables. It's not the drive-through mentality of grab a you know a Big Mac and a Diet Coke and <laughs> woohoo, we can eat in the car. There's consequences. I'd like to go back to a point Dino made about um, this being a marathon and not a sprint. You know, um, we talked about the bubble a little bit. Simon, you said that, you know, you took a hit during the bubble. I think most people that invest in real estate took a hit, whether it was big or small, during that time. But the big question is, is real estate still a good investment, in your opinions? I think real estate is the best investment. Um, again, as I said earlier, I can touch it, I can feel it. Um, if I'm in a situation where I want to sell, I can. If I'm purchasing it correctly, I am not in a position where I have to sell. Um, so you can control as many of the variables as you would like to. Um, there's always risk involved in everything. And um, I've always heard that out of 10 investments that you make, you tend to botch up one or two of them as a real estate professional, as a stockbroker, as a professional in that industry. Um, it's an exit strategy and uh, I like to look at it from the finish line back and it really helps try to create a smooth process. Right, and know how long you want to take to get to that finish line. Exactly right. Yeah. You're listening to Hope Matters Radio as we discuss fix and flip or buy and hold. We have three great experts here with us. We have Dino Durazio. He's a realtor and an investor himself. We have Simon Eastmere of Eastmere Custom Builders. And we're speaking with Greg Landis, who's a CPA and the owner of Foresight Business Solutions. To get a handle on how do we plan, how do we evaluate, educate, and then execute. We can't be ready, fire, aim. We have to be ready, aim, fire to make sure that we hit the target and we don't compromise our financial portfolio along the way. When you have questions, go to hopemattersradio.com. The website is hopemattersradio.com. You can read all of the bios, backgrounds, and obtain the contact information for our guests today. And you can always call me at 855-775-4673, and I'll make the personal introduction for you. Stay tuned. Hope Matters Radio is brought to you by the Real Estate Radio Network. 
Visit HopeMattersRadio.com for more information. That's HopeMattersRadio.com. We'll be right back. Hello, this is Justin Gall of the Justin Gall Group and top producing team at REMAX Center in Bucks County. Whether you are a first-time home buyer, seasoned real estate investor, or considering selling your home, I'd like to introduce my team and I to you and show you why the Justin Gall Group experienced a record-breaking year with our team's client-first business model that ensures a smooth and pleasurable experience. Our team's main focus is based on building a strong and trustworthy relationship. Even though real estate is a transactional business, we like to build and maintain relationships before, during, and well after the property is settled. There's a lot of questions and concerns about the real estate market these days. So when you're ready to buy or sell a home and you want a top-notch experience, don't forget to give Gall a call at 215-837-4656. That's 215-837-4656. The Justin Gall Group. 215-837-4656. 215-837-4656. Hi, I'm Ian Meyerdirks, founder of I Am Wealth Partners. I'm a financial planner and I can help you. At I Am Wealth Partners, we are an independent firm that takes the mystery out of financial planning. We work closely with our clients to create strategies for real life, college, cars, daycare, home improvements, vacation homes, retirement, whatever your goals and dreams. We believe in and utilize a proprietary holistic approach, which we call the financial concierge that looks at the big picture and helps you make smart decisions for spending, saving, and protecting your wealth, both today and tomorrow. So what's your plan? At IM Wealth Partners, our planning models guide financial recommendations based on economic and mathematical formulas, not guesswork. We believe in fact, not opinion. And most importantly, we believe in building lifelong relationships with our clients, providing highly personalized service that starts with creating and then continually assesses your financial plan. I'm Ian Meyerdirks, founder of I Am Wealth Partners. Talk to me. I can help. You can call me at any time, 610-650-1848. 610-650-1848. Are you trying to decide if you should sell now or stay and renovate? Hi, this is Marie Gordon. And Sarah Moyer of Berkshire Hathaway Fox & Roach. If it makes sense to renovate without the fear of over-improving, then we'll tell you. We take a consultative approach to provide the sound advice you need because we want you to refer us to everyone you know. It's good to know what your home is worth as the market is constantly changing. Call 610-293-3888. Call 610-293-3888 today. For years, Gateway Funding has been opening doors to home ownership for thousands of people by offering the kind of comprehensive services you'd expect from one of the largest privately held mortgage companies in the United States. And now Gateway is opening even more doors to help home buyers with free home warranty coverage. It's a top-tier plan that includes coverage on all the major home systems and appliances in your home. If you're buying a home, make sure to call 855-775-HOPE to ask for details about the mortgage with the free home warranty. That's 855-775-4673. And get connected to the best realtor in your area by calling the same number, 855-775-HOPE. Home warranty is a product of Global Home USA for qualified buyers only. Call for details and availability in your area. Gateway Funding Diversified Mortgage Services, LP, NMLS, number 1071. You're listening to the Real Estate Radio Network of the greater Philadelphia area. Hope Matters Radio with local expert James Hope. Now, here's James. We're back in action. You're listening to Hope Matters Radio as we discuss fix and flip, buy and hold. What's the right strategy for your portfolio when it comes to real estate? Start with the phone call at 855-775-HOPE. That's 855-775-4673. Let's get a plan in place for you. We'll evaluate, educate, and then execute when the time's right with all the best professionals that are right here in the greater Delaware Valley that you have access to. Go to Hope Matters Radio to check out their bios, backgrounds, and contact information. Amy Shea, our real estate advocate today on the panel. We look at this whole idea. Mm-hmm. What questions do we need to answer? Well, I'd like to give Simon the opportunity to answer if he feels real estate remains a good investment. Yeah, I, I definitely think it, it's a good investment. I mean, uh, the period that we've gone through, uh, especially with um, the real estate crashing and over the last, uh, say, 10 years, I feel it's only going to improve. I mean, we're already looking that uh, some improvement and I think it'll uh, it'll it'll get better you know mm-hmm. um, so yeah I, I really 
think uh, real estate would be a great, in, you know, it is a great investment. Right. And you say you're busy. You're crazy yeah, right now. We, we are, uh, we're really busy. Yeah. You know, we're out of control. Which is a good Which sign for good. everybody. Yeah. If the builders and the contractors yeah. are busy, the rest of us will be too. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Greg, I'm curious. When somebody's thinking about investing, they don't have a portfolio yet, sure. you know, but they own their own home, they have mm -hmm. some extra cash, they have talked with their mortgage professional, they know they can afford to buy another property. Mm -hmm. What advice would you give that first-time investor uh, before they take the plunge? I mean, I think it kind of goes back to, you know, what Dino touched on earlier is, you know, what's, what's their end goal? You know, is it something they want to you know, buy and hold on to and create, you know, passive income over a long period of time? Or are they looking to potentially, you know, invest and flip and make a short-term profit? Um, that's kind of the first thing is, you know, what, what are you trying to get out of this? Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, if they're interested in you know, more of the rental side of it, it's understanding, okay, where's your other, what's your other income? Where's your overall income bracket? What does that mean in terms of, you know, the passive income or loss that's going to get created from the rental activity? Um, you know, and then also, you know, if they're more from the investment standpoint, um, just, you know, kind of talking through that whole process of, you know, if you're going to be doing a lot of these, you're potentially a dealer. Um, you know, where do you fall out in terms of your capital gains tax bracket? Where does that line get drawn? The dealer line? Yeah. You know, it's, um, it's interesting. The IRS doesn't really give a hard and fast, you're a dealer if you do this. It really comes down to, um, you know, subjective analysis. And, you know, the big things they look at are things like, um, number one, you know, how long are you holding the properties? How frequently are you buying and selling properties? Um, what's your intent? You know, what, what did you intend to do when you bought this? Um, you know, do you have another full-time job or is this your primary occupation? Mm -hmm. um, so really it's, it's kind of the facts and circumstances um, analysis that the IRS will look at. And, and what are we talking about in terms of difference being a passive investor or a dealer in terms of what you may owe at the end sure. of the year? Sure, it's, it's, it's huge. I mean, if you're, if you're a dealer, right off the bat you're going to pay 15% self-employment tax and then also your, whatever your ordinary income tax rate is. So it could be 15 plus 20%, 35% versus, you know, if you're, um, if you're holding it for investment purposes, you're more likely 15%. So it's huge, huge difference. Okay. You know, as we look at this scenario, you had said earlier that you'd taken a bloodbath in the stock market, a stock <laughs> or a bond, a piece of paper, we'll call it. It goes up, it goes down. We can log onto the computer and see where the market has taken us or that individual stock. And when it comes to real estate, it's a living, breathing thing that takes maintenance and management. A lot of people don't want or don't have the time to do that effectively. How do you manage your portfolio? Currently, I'm still managing my own, but quickly looking at getting a, a good manager in place. And I, I stress to a lot of my clients that a good manager that knows the legality and the terms of those contracts and that's their only focus is to make sure that you're profitable and you're at a high uh, at a low vacancy rate um, i stress that they make you more money um, in the long run i can't tell you how many landlords mismanage their properties are not on top of things and uh, apartments uh, especially uh, they really need a close magnifying glass on them uh, just in uh, late charges and the different profitabilities that a manager can, can stay on top of your tenants and catch problems before they really get out of hand are well worth the 8 to 10% that a normal manager tends to charge. We bring up a good point, and I'm happy to hear that because we had uh, Walt Marchalski and Ed McDonald on the show from Hartsville Realty and Property Management expressing the same concerns. They have the ability, it's their know-how and their knowledge and their expertise that helps make sure the right renter is in there, that they have the correct criteria, be it credit, income, assets. They're making sure that the rent roll increases are assigned. We can have a renter that maybe we charge a little bit less to because the longevity of the relationship, they maintain the property, that saves us money. Maybe there's somebody, you know, it's a high turnover. Uh, Simon, you had mentioned uh, areas, you know, being around uh, colleges. We're going to have tenants in and out every year. We're going to have tenants that are probably going to beat up the house a little bit more. Mm -hmm. We have to account for all of that. So, gentlemen, if we had uh, to sum it up, coming from the realtor and the investment standpoint, from the building and contractor and investment standpoint, and from the tax liability or management standpoint, what are the top three things each would suggest? Dino, from realtor and investor, what would you say? Top three absolutely would be to buy right, have a plan for that property for the duration, 
and have an exit strategy just in case things arise in regards to getting it sold. Brilliant. Simon from um, the contracting? Yeah, mine is planning, you know, obviously have everything organized. If I'm more into turning properties over than holding on to them. So my, my thing would be to have everything organized and so that it, it goes smoothly and you can get the property back on the market straight away. And I think from earlier in the show, budget a contingency yep. plan of the what if. Yeah, And absolutely. if it doesn't what if, put more money in your pocket, but yeah. be prepared with that uh, unforeseen uh, expenditure. Yeah, I, I always tell my clients that you, you got to expect to pay 30% more, you know, and I tell them that not to, you know, that they're going to run into things, but as like, it's different from turning properties over, but when you're, when you're building something for a client, as if it's going to be their house, they're always going to upgrade and they're always going to, throughout the construction, want to increase and do other things. And I, I tell them straight up, you've got to budget 30% because that's generally what you'll spend. I think brilliant, brilliant numbers, and that's what I see on the mortgage and the planning aspects yeah. so right in line. Yeah. And Greg, from the tax planning, tax avoidance, sure. tax... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> tax, no surprises. Yes. yes. <laughs> what are the top three things? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think the biggest thing is um, just realize that you can't do it yourself. You know, get, get, a, get a professional, get a CPA involved, and get them involved early. Um, you know, as we've talked about, there's, there's the real estate market, whether you're holding for investment or buying and flipping, there's tons of pitfalls and complexities in there, and you know, every situation is different. Um, so consult, get someone involved early, um, you know, set up a system to keep track of you know, your expenses and you know, keep everything organized. Um, and again, when it, when it comes down to actually engaging a transact, making a transaction, even if you think it's simple and straightforward, consult with your CPA or your advisor on that because there's tons of loop, loopholes out there and things that you may not be thinking of. Brilliant. Well, Amy, thank you so much for co-hosting today. My pleasure. Gentlemen, thank you very much thank for being you. here. Thank you. You're listening to Hope Matters Radio. We'll be back next week with another power-packed show to keep you always in the know. It's about beating the market. It's about leading the market. It's about setting the trends. It's so important. You can't follow the herd because we know the herd ends up in the slaughterhouse. You don't want to be one of them. So do yourself a favor. Go to hopemattersradio.com. Listen to past shows. Get educated. It's time. It's time that you have today that you can invest to make sure you succeed tomorrow. And call 855-775-HOPE. That's 855-775-4673 for a free consultation. It doesn't cost you money to learn. Now go out and do something great for yourself, something wonderful for your family, and make a difference in your community. Remember, define your future. Don't be defined by it. Hope Matters Radio is brought to you by the Real Estate Radio Network. Visit HopeMattersRadio.com for more information. That's HopeMattersRadio.com.